that jam what's up everybody good evening welcome to the center your place for all hip-hop no matter where you at it's all that hip-hop baby man what's going on we got we got a stranger in the building um who is this dude mike precise who is this cat (laughs) all time buddy I'm not a stranger. I'm a casual um, drop in. How about that? <laughs> Good no, <to> no. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, the center was created to, you know, not only appreciate hip hop but to re- reminisce its greatness. We came with the terminology the center because remember the Boys and Girls Club or even the Rec Center. We all used to, you know, be on the pews and listening to the hip hop. Is it pews or tears? What are those things called? The benches. There we go. The benches. Anyway, spitting rhymes, hitting on the furniture, beatboxing. Hey, the center was where it was at. Well, we like to reminisce and talk about hip hop, but most of all, we want to learn about hip hop from our all around the world. I want to. I want to see about Korean hip hop, Russian hip hop, French hip hop. Hey, I'm ready for all that hip hop smoke. So tonight. Man, I don't even know how you describe this dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got something, B-Ray? You know what? <clears throat> I, 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 I rarely find myself a bit nervous when I'm interviewing someone. And it's not so <laughs> much as, you know, whatever. It's, it's pretty much that this cat has been where I want to go, Right. And I mean, the fact that along with his many accomplishments, um, he helped produce one of the biggest selling hip hop records of all time. All times. Like, like legit. Like, as a matter of fact, I believe it's going to be launched in space one day. That (laughs) iconic. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know, and if you don't know what it is, we'll give you some clues as we go along. But yeah, uh, Grammy award-winning producer, visual artist, all around good dude, man. So no I'll let you do the honors, V. This is my man, Kilo. Let's go ahead and bring Kilo in. I'll bring him in. Got him. Kilo, what's up, my dog? What up? What up? What up, fellas? <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't nothing make you feel a little bit insignificant than a fat gold chain. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and look, I was trying to look around for something like, can I? I ain't got nothing to compete. <laughs> got nothing to floss with. I ain't look, got nothing. Hey, look, look, when y'all said hip hop, I was like, well, hip hop. Let's go. Throw it off. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. So Rock hey, Campbell. Campbell. Back old chain. Back, back old chain. Facts. Facts. Got it, man. Facts. I got the rope. I got the rope one upstairs. Oh man. <laughs> the dookie. The dookie rope. The dookie rope chain. Man. For real. For real. Gotta have it. Yeah. So, first and foremost, Kilo, thank you so much for coming to chop it up with us. Thanks. Bro, we, we're just honored. Um, we appreciate your time. But most of all, could you do me a favor and let everybody know who you are and where you're from? Well, I'm Rashim Kilo Pugh. I'm from Brick City. I'm from Jersey. Brick um, City. Brick City. Stand up. Yes, sir. <laughs> Newark. It's Newark, um, ain't it? Newark. Yeah, yeah, Newark. That's right, Brick City. And um, man, I've been in the music, man, since I was, oof, I was like 15 years old or something, man. I, I used to be signed to Mark 45 King, who was one of the creators of the Flavor Unit. So, Rest in peace, my brother. Yeah. Ah, oh, you got to look at that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then we was uh we got we got a record deal with the great uh Quincy Jones. So we were signed to Quest Warner Brothers in 93 as the rap group OCM, me and my partner Veda Nobles, and uh, did a Pepsi commercial. And then we, we uh, was doing demos. Then we wind up meeting Lauren through a friend of mine, Tame, from the Artifacts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he made the introduction. And then, you know, the rest was history after that. After we did the Lauren Project, we did everything, man. We did what? all kinds. Yeah, we just did all kinds of stuff. Faith Evans, Dante Thomas, uh, Man, John Legend, Anthony Hamilton, I mean, the Wood soundtrack, Rush Hour soundtrack. You see some of these plaques. That's Warren G over there. That's Rush Hour, and that's Faith Evans. And um, we did Fast and Furious. We did a we did a bunch of stuff, man. We've been in the game a long time. You know what I'm saying? Man. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we've been in the game a long time, man. Travel the country, speaking at colleges, man, and universities, HBCUs. I did. Mm -hmm. I, I was part of the crew that did uh, the J.R. Smith story that's on Netflix right now. And, okay. Uh, and we did uh, the making of the moguls. It was Mo moguls in the making from uh, Revolt TV. We just mm -hmm. uh, filmed okay. it was about a year ago at uh, A and T, and they won. They beat all the HBCUs too. And nice. um, wow. yeah, so I've been I've been doing a lot of stuff, man. A lot of theater. We got some films we did. Uh, mm -hmm. I worked with Flower Child Productions, and we did um, um, It Takes a Village 1, It Takes a Village 2, Find My Way to Musical, and what else I'm missing? I'm missing something ha, else. Ha, I was on that soundtrack, so ha, there we go. <laughs> that part, right? I, I, I finally caught up with one. I was on that soundtrack. That part, that part. I was on that one. Hey man, I gotta get you. Look, I gotta get you a collectible DVD, bro. You gotta have it in your house. Hey, absolutely, look, absolutely. Look, I hey, I'm. See, that's what right there. Anyway, Hold on. Right, look, you gotta get, you gotta get, you gotta get your. Uh, absolutely. Hey, you know, shout out, yeah. shout out to Morgan. I, I love Morgan. <laughs> Morgan's good people. You know what I'm saying? Right. You gotta get him. Hey, I got a question though. I got a question. Uh -huh. You know, um, because you have had that kind of career and you're still going, but let's get back to the beginning. Let's get back right. to right. the kid, the kid right. Kilo back in, in Brick City. Right. What was the moment, what was the spark, what was 
the actual whatever that happened that you said this music thing is my lane where, where did where did all of this start 15 years old my mother got me a little radio i'm listening to uh dj red alert and then they came out with this thing called the party line they came out with the party line the party line was this thing but everybody in the community they get this phone number and, and everybody dial in you got 300 people on the phone could barely hear each other but then every now and then you have a rap battle so cats was rapping on the phone so i said one day i just start spitting blah, 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 blah. and this dude was like man he sound like ll cool j <laughs> <laughs> and i said i said you know what i said you know what? i'm gonna keep going with this thing i'm gonna keep going um i battled this one i battled this one kid and the dude that was on the phone, he was like, man, what's your name, man? I was like, man, I'm Lel C, man. I don't even know what, where Lel C came from, but that was <laughs> Lel C, that's my name. <laughs> and I wound, up, I wound up meeting him. I wound up meeting him later on, man, and he became my DJ, DJ Cut Fresh. And then we became brothers, man. We was blood brothers since 15 years old, man. And uh, we did we did music for a long time, all the demos, everything in the hood. And then later on, uh, a boy I went to school with named Vader, we brought him inside the group. And he actually became the producer. So he was he was making dope beats and sampling. And we was like, yo, my man Latif was like, yo, give him a shot. I was like, all right. So we became a crew. And you know, later on, you know, we was all, we was all one foot in the streets, one foot in music. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my brother Cut was like, yo, I gotta get this money in these streets. You know, so he left the music alone. And me and Vader kept going with the uh, with the demos, and we finally got a record deal, man. We was pushing hard, man. Driving that Omni oh. back and forth to New York, man. We was watching Naughty, going around the Naughty block, seeing what they doing as they bringing celebrities. They bringing Easy E and and you see Mary J Blige and Pepper on the block. I mean, Tretch was like a superstar, man. And we watched and uh, KG, KG used to teach Vader some of the stuff on our programming, and Kevin okay. Moore and Craig. You know, it was a lot of it was a lot of people around that was inspiring us to keep going. And one day, one day, my man Latif came to uh, he came to my aunt's house. I was staying in my aunt's basement. I think I probably was like, man, I think I'm probably 20 years old. Man, he gave us he gave me eleven hundred dollars, and he said, "Yo, make it happen." Now you talking about back then, eleven hundred was a lot of money. And then Vader boy Adrian gave him. A thousand. So we had like twenty one, twenty two hundred dollars. We got we started uh pressing up t-shirts, we pressed up cassettes, and we riding around in the hood and we had scarves. So we riding around in the hood, and because I still had a heavy connection to the streets, all the drug dealers was rocking the OCM scarves. And it got it got to a point where Tretch was rocking the scarves. He rocked it in our uh, Rolling Stone magazine. So when I finally met Lauren and I told her my rap group was OCM, she was like, shit, I thought y'all was a clothing designer. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Because that's twice you done said Lauren. Oh, no doubt. Wait, no are, doubt. We, are we happen, Are we talking about that Lauren? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's hey, look, there, there is a, there is a, I can't speak on it, but there is something in the works right now that's about to take the world by storm. 
Dope. Uh, we got it. You, you got to tell okay. us this, after, after. Look, this, I'm gonna say this. Look, I'm gonna say this. If y'all thought that Kanye documentary was good, oh boy, oh, get ready. <laughs> oh boy. Now, oh, now, now I got it. Now I got a sense of it, Kilo. Know where you're going with that, buddy. Oh, so, so, oh get so, ready. So, uh, I, I don't want to hog the entire conversation, but just out of curiosity, um, do you play any instruments or any? Nah. Yo, this was my instrument in the music industry, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you would be surprised. You yo, would be this, surprised. This is my number one instrument, yo. Facts. <laughs> I'm not even blinking an eye. Yeah, it went into every studio with me, man. That's fact. That's fact. That's yo. dope. Absolutely. Go ahead, Mike. I know you you biting at the bit, brother. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, bro. Yes, sir. Man. So, 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 uh, team, my team, Kilo, man. I was across a few bridges from you. Um, I was, I, I was, I was in in Queens. Uh, Queens. Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I grew up mostly in Hempstead, so Hempstead, Queens, is, you know, is close. Right. And so, you know. It's kind of strange to me how we never crossed paths. We may have and just right. never knew. Right. I, I was in a group called the UBC and we signed to EMI in 89. Wow. And did a, did a, 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 a quick album and a, a single, two videos, that all that out, all that dropped in, in 90. Wow. And so we had to have been in the same place at the same time at some point, somewhere. Yeah, we, I think I did a I did an EMI deal at 1990 with Brian Jackson. Brian Jackson. Our A and R was Dwayne Alexander. Okay, he, I remember that name too. Uh huh. And, and so it's like, you know, this stuff has been so far in my past, man. I was, I was just telling D Ray and 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 Troy already um. You already know, but man, you know, I just I unplugged from hip hop. I just from from business wise, you know, right. industry, not from hip hop itself, because that's just, right. you know, you know, there's a gene, you know, there's like a hip hop, there's this, 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 there's a blood cell that's floating around. You can't ever get rid of that, bro. You can't get rid of that thing. No, but it's like, yo, man, I mean, so. Tell me this, how was your experience back then? Because um, there's like a, it's almost like a hierarchy. You know what I mean? When, you, when, you, when you're coming in, it's like, yeah, you know, you, you got to know, you need to know certain people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay, like, like Red, Red and Chuck Chill Out. Dude, if you, if you could be down with any of them, with any of their two camps, you know, we had a play on both, on, uh, you know, on, on Kiss and BLS. But how was that experience, man? When you, when you first heard your joint, when you first saw your video come on, I saw it, I, 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 how did that feel? Cause I saw your video, I saw your video. <laughs> I saw man. your video. I saw everybody no. with the, with with the OCM on and, and it's rocking, it's like, <laughs> yo, it was cool, man. You go back to them days and it's like, 
you know, you had a feel, bro. You had a flavor. It was almost okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all Jersey guys had a different kind of flow, kind of. Right. To me, it was a little. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a different type of flow. It was Matt Ruff. Right. I saw there was. A, I caught a video of you in the studio sitting. Yummy, right. you yummy. Yeah. Yo, it was a time, but that was. <laughs> It was, it was, you know, you talk about stretching them. Right. Yeah, man, it was kind of flash, but you, I mean, it seemed like you came off a little rougher. I don't know, right. I, you know, maybe it's just me. But how was your experience, man, when you first heard yourself, and then when you first saw yourself? It's two, it's different things. It's different things when you hear when you hear something on the radio, great, but when you Seeing yourself on TV? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna tell you what was real crazy. When when you go from ignorant to everything to start <laughs> learning some stuff. Because I was one of those guys where when we came in the studio, we came 20 deep. And then uh -huh. they had to sit us down and say, yo, you got too many people with you. You can't bring this many people to the record company. And then your boys get mad. Then they want to talk junk to me. You know, it's, so it was like, I came business. in. It's not hang out time. It's not hang out until our time. It's right, right. So I came in really, really like real hood. I came in real hood and all I knew was hood. You know what I mean? So <laughs> here I am with these executives that's old, old enough to be my dad telling me, Man, you ain't got a curse on every record. You need to broaden your vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to hang with everybody. Who's that guy? That guy looks like he gonna start something. Don't bring <laughs> him to the meet. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a whole. It was a whole. I was like, what is going on here? I'm trying to rap. You know what I mean? And I'm mm -hmm. rapping. I'm rapping based on the the rappers that I was listening to, which was Scarface, which was mm -hmm. I, I love Scarface. You know. Uh, Ice Cube and I'm I was that's why when you seen us in the video you seen that we had ponytails it was like we was from LA a lot of people thought we was from Cali when we went to Cali they asked yeah. was, we, was we from Cali and we was like yeah. from Jersey and it was like like <laughs> us it was oh we got hit, uh -oh. hit with the matrix. in the matrix you know <laughs> he in the matrix we'll, we'll, we'll give him a second to to, to get that together yep. but. I right. do have a follow-up question to what he was saying, though. Because mm -hmm. it made me think about something. <clears throat> Everybody's experiences are different. Um, Mike, he he really hit, like, in late 80s, early 90s. Y'all, you hit sort of early 90s, mid-90s. What do you think attributed to your early success? And as a follow-up question to that, could you have been as successful as you turned out without the streets? I'm gonna say no. When it came, I could not have been who I am without the streets. Mm. Because that, even today, that's what keeps me going. That, like, when I wake that, up every morning, I think about I'm, I'm one of those guys. You know how people say they lost their friends or people died. I'm one of those guys where 90% of my crew did. So, so I, so I, I say I can show you pictures of all of us together like this, and everybody's gone. 
And and so it's it's like so I wake up every day sometime and I go, man, I right, cut, let's go. My brother, you know, I la Latif would say, yo, spit that, yo, represent, you know. I keep them alive in my head. And even though I'm getting older, it keeps me young because I feel like I'm 20 again around all of them. Wow. So while while I might have somebody might saying, ah, oh, man, yo, you 51 years old. You still rapping? You damn right. We are hip hop, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is That's what's up. Whatever in a day. Yeah, for real, um, for real. Yeah. So so that that definitely keeps, uh, keeps me going. And I'm going to go to that other question about the first time hearing song on the radio. That's the funny part. I never heard my song on the radio back then. When we when our OCM song came out, we was doing we was doing well in Detroit. We didn't uh, even get we didn't even get love in Jersey. We never got played on a New York station. Never. Never. Like Detroit was like playing us on the radio. North Carolina was playing us on the radio. Atlanta was playing us on the radio. We was not up and up top. They wasn't giving us no love on no radio at all. Now, now what we did been what we did benefit off was MTV because um Penny McDonald shot our video. She worked for okay. MTV. So okay. she got us on your MTV raps and they oh, that thing came on. Boy, oh boy. Boy, yeah. when you see that MTV, and then it go, watch how you slag. We like, ah! <laughs> Yo, the whole hood, the hood was on fire. It was, it, yeah. it, it was like everybody felt like they made it at one time. Everybody. Everybody who had a scarf. Everybody who just would be like, what up to us going down the street? Everybody felt like they made it. Yeah. Yeah, it was dudes. amazing. Northy and them represented East Orange. And so okay. when it came to Newark, you had Redman, but Redman was, wasn't in Newark. He represented Newark, but he was yeah. in New York with them. You know, he was in yeah. New York, wherever Death Squad was doing. So he wasn't yeah. in Newark all the time. So then yeah. you had um, Lords of the Underground. They was from down the hill by the projects. So they had mm. their crew, but they traveled. They was, you know, they had a hit record. They was moving around. We were right. in the hood every day mm. even while being played on mtv you know what i mean because we mm. never we never had i always say we had a hot record not a hit record you see mm. what i'm saying we had a hot that, record hot to, to the hood oh, we have to got to hood. unpack that we have Thank really you. really we really i know we got some other stuff we want to do but we really need to unpack that because there is a difference between a hit record and a hot record there right, really yeah. is, it really right, yeah. is. But we'll it's talk about that like, in the second in the second half. Like when I see do it all in them, do it all in them. They could go do a show today, and everybody will be in the audience like, ah, the funky man, ah, the funky man. If I get on stage right now and I go, watch how you slay, yo, people will be like, what song is that? Yeah. You yeah. might have a few people in the crowd to be like, yo, I remember that, but yeah. everybody don't know it because it wasn't a hit. Yeah, it didn't get pushed out. It didn't get pushed because what happened was we we had this we had an A side and a B side. So the A side was Watch How You Slang. The B side was a song called Mental with the Jiggy Five Joker. That's what the DJs kept saying. Push this record. This record is hard. This record hard. Push this record. (laughs) So you see what I'm saying? And then 
So we sent that message. We sent that message back to the label. Like y'all pushing the wrong record. This record is soft. <laughs> we need to push a hard record. I'm like, yo, the hood. The hood wants a song called Mental, and, yeah. and it just caused conflict, man. It caused conflict, and I think because uh, Quincy Jones wasn't having a great success on the hip hop side of things, because he had us, he had Saphir in LA, he had Razzcast, he had a few others, but nobody was large. He didn't have mm -hmm. a naughty by nature. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have nobody selling millions of records. So he did away with the label. I mean, he did away with the whole music, the whole the whole hip hop side of things. He had yeah. his Tevin Campbell and uh, what was her name? Tamir? Tamir? Tamir. He had them and they had big R&B songs. But his hip hop side, he just gave up on it. He gave up on it. So, wow. we had, so we didn't even get a chance to drop a second single. We didn't even drop an album. Our album never came out. Man, like, our single came out. Our yeah, single came out, crazy. and the video came out. But we never dropped the album. Never came out. Your mind, man. They put the money out to make the product. Right. They, they. We did a little cheesy little hot tour. We did a little. <laughs> we did a little cheesy little promo tour. They right. put money out. Chuck Chillout was saying, "Yo, y'all need to play this." To play, play this other song. Y'all need to rock this other song. The song he was supposed to play, he played it, and he stopped playing. It. He started playing what he wanted to play. Right. And other people were saying, and then Red didn't want to. Red didn't even want to keep playing. I don't know how they, whatever issues those dudes had, he played it two times and he stopped playing. Right. Right. Uh, the song. So Charles was still playing the stuff though, but he was playing the other songs. <laughs> so he wasn't playing the main song of the video, the, the two videos that we had. He wasn't playing those. Right. So it was almost it was almost confusing. Right. And then EMI didn't know what to do with rap. They had they had jazz. They had right. Jazzo. Jazzo was 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 there before us. Mm -hmm. And he'll tell you the same thing. They know what they were doing. I mean, cause it's, 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 hip hop was still a new thing for these big labels. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, you know they. If, if you could get them to listen to you and do what you tell them to do, it would be great. But you know, absolutely. <laughs> and you, know so, you know, it's so funny that when you think about the Miseducation album, it's almost like a, a unreleased OCM album. Mm. Look, we were the backbone. Mm. Wow. Veda was Veda, my producer. My partner Veda was doing the beats. I was back I, there writing with Lauren. I was gonna ask, and That's you so can, you know, you can, you, you don't have to answer if you don't. Want to What's up? But that that lawsuit thing. Um, hey, how I about mean, we? We're gonna get to that because yeah. I really, I really wanna, I really wanna unpack some of that. But but V, what you got, real quick? Because we definitely gonna get to that though. Yeah, okay. let me um let me play one of these uh OG Kilo stories told. Let me go ahead and drop that so we can get a little input. We'll be right back. <laughs> OG Kilo, OG Kilo. OG Kilo, OG Kilo. Walk, walk, walk through the hood, 30 sub, that's Brick City life like it ain't nothing. Many tribes, many trying to make ties, get sent home in a box like it ain't nothing. Talk too much, get sliced on the side of your face while you say something. 
Alhamdulillah, got him bent in the middle of the mosque, yeah, pray for him. If that look nice, take it off, yeah, everything nice is my side. See the struggle, see the pain, see the I'ma get it by any means in my eyes. That's OG, OG, Kilo. Used to rob, now ain't do a job for the people. But change ain't come, still see it ain't equal. Resurrect Malcolm for the sequel. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk a lot, it's too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk too much, too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it, too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it, too bad. The way you say it never happened. Every story told, you're missing. In the county, it's tales of the prison. Telling lies like you got a condition. In a gang, but you hold no position. No position. 30s up, OG spot lifter. Don't sleep, concrete or come get ya. It's no work for the overwork, overwork. Residual everything after the dirt. I'm, I'm on my dean, like clean him, save him. Give his whole life new meaning. New meaning, new meaning. He left his soul at a pawn shop. They had to give it back in a gold box. Gold box. 50 rounds in the front door. Heard a holler, so we bust off nine more. Cops came, now the whole city uproar. Another story that he told on the jail floor. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk a lot, it's too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk too much, too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it, too bad. The way you say it never happened, it never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it, too bad. The way you say it never happened. Got a hood dictionary and some friends that died. You try to carry the torch. But the story's never about your life. You the type that never left the porch. Nothing happened, but you call yourself a rapper. So I guess you gotta follow the course. Say you the best till you come around the rest. And a real one tests your jaws. You real loud till you hear another sound. And the whole crew duck like bang. Straight left, you chick the crew you with, you straight call Lewis on the ground. You lost your whip, you lost your chick, you lost your click, and then you lost your change. Your mouth is split, your heart is took, your story shook, it's straight fiction on your neck. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk a lot, it's too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk too much, too bad. The way you say it never happened, never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it, too bad. The way you say it never happened, it never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it, too bad. The way you say it never happened. That aggression. Dude, okay, you know what I appreciate about that? Uh, you ain't cussed not one time. Not one time. And the and the truth of that of 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 of, of that rhyme is is yo, it's it's powerful. It's just, you know, now everybody ain't got the same story, right? Right. I never I never battled nobody in my life. Never battled nobody. You know, but right. you know. I never, I never, I was never, I, 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 I have to watch how I slang because I never slang. I could have, I could have. I rolled, you know, I rolled with my boys. I, you right. know, we got pulled over. We all went, we, we, we all got locked up. 
Right. It wasn't so. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, but that, I, but, yo, what you were saying, man? I'm sorry, I, I took over because it's you know. No, 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 you good, you good, you good. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I need that on the playlist. It's a rapper to a rapper. So, so, dog, I like that. It, it, the, the, I mean, how come I didn't find that? <laughs> Wait, how 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 VP get it? I ain't get that. Where that come from? You know, members need hey, V. V. Hey, you got privileges, man. What you talking about? Wait, wait, hold up! Don't do that, though. Don't do that. Don't do that. He asked me. He asked me five minutes before coming on. You got any music? <laughs> hey, hey! Before we continue, V, pay the bills, man. Always. Um, we don't even we don't even have one of our artists today. We totally have him, my man Kilo. So absolutely. Hey, let's keep it keep it moving, keep it going. You got a, uh, you got a lot to play. Oh, <laughs> hey, salute. Sophia. Sophia says, "Love Sophia, the song." Sophia, Sophia. Hey, so if we're gonna keep going, let me set the stage. Go ahead. It's nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. Talk about how the miseducation of Lauren Hill came together from your perspective. Because mm. you got to understand, for all of us hip-hop, R&B lovers, that record is imprinted on our DNA. Right. Like, that's how powerful that record is, right? So please oh, tell us. Yeah, facts. So please yeah. tell us how that came about and how, what was the, what was the, the beginning of that record. I can give you the short version because there is already a long form thing in the works. The short version is I was trying to holler. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, first of all, I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. Cause see, no, I remember I remember you. Fuji's Lauren. You. You. I'm not <laughs> mad at that at all. That look, that's how I started. I was watching chocolate I was drop. Watching yep. This. Look, I was watching Sister Act, and I was like, yo, girl, look hot. Is she hot? So then, here come the Fuji's video. I'm like, oh, that's that girl from Sister Act. That's what's up. Then I see my man Tame in the video. So I'm like, look at Tame. Now, I was already in Tame's video. I was in uh, the Artifacts video. They had, um, I forgot the name of it, but I was in the video. Uh, I forgot the name of that song. But anyway, we was hanging at my man's uh, liquor store. Clinton Ave, and we used to go there all the time. Now, of course, this, the street stuff, you know? So we come in there, and we sitting in there, and we drink it every night. We was literally young alcoholics, really. Like, we, every day, <laughs> that was, like, that was, like, that was our functional juice. Like, I that always have, yo, I you always tell people, I said, you know everybody got their drug dealing story, right? <laughs> I, was, I was never a drug dealer. I was never good at selling drugs or any of that. I was a stick-up kid. That's what I was. Oh, snap. <laughs> but I needed, I need, but we only robbed drug dealers. That was our goal. Cause they Ooh. had the money. They made the money all day. So we come at night and we take it from them. You know, that was our plan. But we needed liquor as our script juice to do that every day. Right. So, right. so we in this liquor store and here come Tame coming in. And he like, we all back there drinking for free. And he like, yo, let me get some. And I'm like, bro, hold up. Don't get this dude nothing. Until he called that girl. And he's like, <laughs> they're like, what girl? Call that girl from the Fuji's. Call her right now, yo. He was like, yo, I can't just be calling. Bruh, call that girl right now. <laughs> he, 
Yo, he called, I was like, don't get this man no liquor until he called that guy. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he so, cut the liquor supply. That's messed up. Yo, we cut the liquor on him. We cut the liquor. So hey. he wind up calling Lauren. He was like, yo, it's this dude, my man Kilo. They signed the Warner Brothers. They got a record deal. And he trying to holler at you. And I got on the phone with her. We talked for a minute. She gave me a number. I gave her my number. We used to be in the hood going down Chancellor. I pull up. 30 cats on chance. They'd be like, yo, that's that gal in the Fuji's. Every I used to loan her my car. Like, I mean, you know that photo? It's a photo. It's a magazine cover where there's Lauren, Missy, and it's like five rappers, female rappers on that cover. Well, I took her to New York for her to do that shoot. I was downstairs in the car waiting for her to come downstairs. So I was literally trying to be her boyfriend. You feel me? And she hit me one day. She threw me with the curveball. She hit me with the curveball. She was like, oh. but I didn't know. I didn't know her and Wyclef had something going. So oh. she was like, yeah. So she was like saying to me, yo, let's 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 be um friends. I don't want to go. And I'm sitting there. So I'm like, what? What? Ain't no female, ain't no female friends. I was like, cut that off immediately. Two weeks went by. She called me. She was like, why are you, why are you not? Like picking up, why you not calling me? And I was like, for what? What's up? You know what I mean? What we doing? And she was like, I value your friendship. Threw me off, man. Now, of course, I'm from the hood, so I'm like, value your friendship? What is that? You know what I mean? Like, I ain't never had no female friends and just a friend. What is this? You know? So, so I, so I stayed cool with her because I felt like it was different. I was like, yeah. something different about this. Something's weird. And uh. And we, we stayed in contact. I would come over her house. She showed me all the posters on the wall, Eric Sermon and all them phone numbers written on the wall. We was cool. And uh, then she was in. She was even in the car and singing this song. She was like, look, I'm doing a remake of this song. Now me, of course, I'm hood. I ain't up on all that old music. I ain't up on that soul music like that. If it ain't hip hop, I, and if it ain't something my mother was listening to, I don't know the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's singing it, and I'm like this. That's what's up. That's what's up. And they put that record out, bro. That killing me softly, bro. <laughs> right. Look. She went on tour. Something. She called me. She was like, I'm going on tour. I was like, all right. She went on tour. It was like a year or something. She would call me from different places. So I was like, all right, that's what's up. So she called me one time. And I think it was like, I don't know if it was China. I don't know what it was, but you know, we, we were just keeping the friendship. So then Wendy Williams come on the radio one day and she's like, Lauren Hill's pregnant. So I was like, so my phone blowing up. They like, Kilo, <laughs> you got a baby with Lauren. I was like, what bro, not oh, me. Never went down, it never went down, you know what I mean? So I said, all right, well, let me call her. So I called, I was like, yo, and she picked up the phone. She was like, what's up, Kilo? She said, come see me. So I said, yo, you pregnant? She was like, yeah. So I come over to the house. I go over there. I'm sitting with her. So she telling me I'm not working with the Fuji's no more. So I was like, wow, what happened? You know what I mean? I can't tell y'all what happened to later in the law. No, 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 no. <laughs> we got you. Like, we got you. I was like, so she, she said, I want to work with you on some music. You know anybody do beats? I was like, my man Vader do beats. She's like, you know anybody play the uh, guitar? I was like, yo, it's this dude named Jahari that's at Vader's house and play guitar. She said, you know somebody play keys? I said, 
Jahari got a twin brother named Ted who played the key. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I was like, yo, I can go get them right now. She's like, for real? I went and got them, came back within an hour, bro. I went to Veda house. Yo, wake up, wake up. Lauren want to meet y'all. Lauren brought, brought them over to the house. We sitting there, Veda playing beats. Ted showing his skills. Jahari showing his skills. And she says, uh, yo, let's work on, uh, I got these five projects that they just paid me money for. And uh, and I want to do them with y'all. So we like, all right, and let's see how that go. So the first one was uh, Andrea Martin, rest in peace. She one of the dopest songwriters, you know what I mean? Yo, her pin uh, game was lot, God, God status. Stone stuff, you know what I mean? So we did Andrea Martin. Then we did um, Aretha Franklin, The Roses of Rose, rest in peace. <laughs> the true legend. Um, then we were going to do uh, this rock band. It was an all-female rock band by the name of Edith Wish. And we, we was working on this record for Edith Wish. And when we was in the studio, Lauren did the vocals. We did We sitting up. We writing in the attic. And then we go to uh, Perfect Pan Studios and we record it. Then we go to New York and Lauren's playing some of the songs. And one of her executives was like, yo, stop, 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 stop. Yo, stop working on these other projects. Start your album. And she looked around at us like, what? And we was like, you know, I thought we was doing five songs, you know? And that song was X Factor, bro. Mm. That song That's started, a heck of a song. It started the <laughs> album, man. That one song started the album. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, overall, overall, the album took nine months. So it was like birthing a baby. Wow. Uh, Lauren had her, she had Zion. And I think mm -hmm. about maybe a two weeks later, I had my first son, Kyrie. So I was 25 years old when I had my son and she had her first baby. And uh, we were like family, man. We were all family, man. And then, you know, a few executives would come around and, you know, they started to whispering. And, but you'll hear, you'll see that in the long form. Story. Okay. Okay. I'm but saying, it all okay. worked out. The lawsuit is public record. So that, yeah. it is what it is. The settlement, 5.5 million. We mm -hmm. all, I mean, we were young. In today's time, nobody would have, you know, did those 5 million today. Right. But back right. then, that was a lot of money. It was four of yeah. us. Everybody got a million, 1.3 million each. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So we was young. We were still in our 30s, man. We drove Bentleys and Ferraris, man, living the life. <laughs> so let me, hold on. So so we, we all know, well, most people know about the lawsuit. So I'm going to go a full circle moment. So uh, there is a DJ in Houston named the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter used to, Benny C used to be a DJ in Greensboro, North Carolina at a and okay. and 102 Jams. Benny, Benny was a friend of mine back in the day. He, if you go on YouTube, there is an interview that he does with Robert Glasper. Well, Robert Glasper, yeah, I, I was going to ask you if you did. Robert yeah. Glasper basically goes in on Lauren Hill. Like he names names. Right. He makes direct accusations. If this is basically the Cat Williams interview for Lauren Hill. Right, that, right, right. Basically. So my question to you is on the flip side of that whole process, of that whole beautiful process, to wherein this is someone that you you pursued and you got friend zoned, but y'all are y'all are like family. Right. To the point that now you're watching Robert Glasper basically eviscerate this this someone that you know, right? right? 
on and and basically to your own benefit how did that make you feel because that's got to be a weird place for you to be in right and i'm gonna tell you and for me it was really weird because even when the lawsuit started i literally lived walking distance to lauren's house and when it started the lawyers were like kilo don't go by there don't go over there don't go there kilo don't go there don't go there kilo I was like, look, if there's a problem, I can go to the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was literally, I mean, we 20 minutes from the hood, the South Orange is right down the street from North. So we like, it, look, we could talk. I know her mother, her father, her brother. We can talk this out. We can sit down and whatever, whatever. It was like, do not go there. So I so it was three years that went by that I couldn't even contact her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Three years. And, and when I first saw the Robert Glasper thing, I laughed at first. Well, I giggled like, <laughs> you know, because because all of that uh, call me Miss Hill and all that stuff happened after we were gone. That was her. That was her anger to every new person that came around her. Do not mm. try to get to know me. I'm not trying to be your friend. You're going to address me as a hierarchy. And this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And it was what? like, because I guess she felt when I when I was friends with a crew, then this happened. No, it ain't this one. This happened. It was your actions that happened. You know what I'm saying? We was on the other side of the table. You know, you was on the million dollar side of the table, and we on the work hard. We love you. We'll we'll beat anybody up in the streets for you. I was your uh, I run to the store for you. I was the car. She didn't like driving, so I'm driving her everywhere. I mean, we were like her security. We was her brothers, cousins. We was everything. When <laughs> Rohan came around, she would ask me, what you think about Rohan? You know what I'm saying? Like, so wow. Super. I mean, if somebody would have came up to Lauren with a gun back then, bro, we would all stood in front of her. Wow. Wow. That's how That's how wow. we loved her. We loved wow. her. Like, like wow. nah, that's sis. Like, what's happening? You know? And so when he first said something, I actually made a post under his post years ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, yo, I said something to the effect of, you're a man, don't diss a woman, a black woman, period. Mm -hmm. Out of all these years, our problems that we had with Lauren, we never talked negative about Lauren. I got plenty of stuff I could have said, but I would right. never talk negative about someone I loved, someone right. I'm a male and she's a female, and there's a G code. There's a G code. If you're yeah. from the streets and you call yeah. yourself a G, you got to be a G all the time. You know what I mean? Right. So right. It, it don't matter if somebody stooped down to a kid level or to, they. To, it don't matter the levels they go to. You got to stay as a G. You know right. what I mean? Right. You got to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. And stay there with it. You know what I mean? Right. And, and yeah. you know, and stay in your ground because the one thing I, Everything turns around. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see her again. She's going to see me again. But guess what it's going to be? A hug. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then she she ain't got to say, why you say that about me, Kill? Because I never said nothing about you like that. Right, right. right. Only Everything I said was public record. You see right. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and the fact that life is good. Because we, mm -hmm. we, when you're from the hood and you've been through some real struggles in your life, you definitely know what a blessing is. So right. when you become blessed, when you become blessed in your life, you have mm -hmm. no stress. You don't need to talk bad about nobody. 
So mm-hmm. it becomes one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah, I've been through that. Yeah, that was interesting. But you know, life is good. You know what I mean? Right. I got five kids, three of them right. grown and on their own. Right. You know, several businesses, investments, doing the arts, doing all kinds. Of, y'all see me, I got my little country Wayne type videos where I'm having fun, clowning. <laughs> I am, you know, yo, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying right. life, you know? Right, right, we, right. You get to 51, you at the top of the hill at 50. So then you start going to the other side. So now you're going to retirement, you're going to that rocking chair, baby. So you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I wanna be I wanna be invited to the cookout at 70 years old. Call right. me Hilo, come through. I'ma come through, man. What you want me to bring? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's important to me. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to be the angry guy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I love I love the fact that when I talk to people who I dealt with years ago, man, 20, 30 years ago. They say, Kilo, you never changed. Right. Your bank account might have changed a few times. Your cars mm-hmm. and your house might have changed. Your jewelry might have changed. Your swagger, your walk might have changed. But you never changed. You were That's always dope, that guy. I That's love that. I live for that, man. That's I live for So I, I got one more question because I, I don't want to, you know, dominate the interview. But you know how during like the, the, the lockout season in the NBA, it was like a shortened season and whoever won the champion, I think it was San Antonio that year. They they try to put an asterisk beside the championship because it was a half season or it was the lockout season, right? So on the other end of the lawsuit, when everything came out, you got the you, you got the money, you got whatever, you also got the Grammy. Right. Is there an asterisk beside your Grammy? Or do you just say, if it was, I could care less? Because I'm a Grammy <laughs> Award winning, you know what I mean? What is what is the? I don't even know what the asterisk is. What that is basically that? means that it's almost like you won it, but right, you, you know it, what I mean? Oh, oh, absolutely. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I am. I'm. You know how a person go through something. I'm proud of what I went through because right. of, because because the difference for me from a person who wrote a song, it went out and sold. They made a Grammy. They made some money. Okay, they got that simple success story to tell. But I got a story to tell where we was one of the biggest lawsuits in the music industry, period. We one of the biggest checks Sony ever cut to a lawsuit. Then we were advocating for writers and producers all over the world. After that Lauryn Hill lawsuit, a lot of people stopped getting jerked. And a lot of yeah. people, them celebrities had to, them celebrities had to check themselves. They had yeah. to be like, oh, wow, that just happened to Lauren? Oh, wow, maybe yeah. we need to pay Jeffrey and pay Kareem and give him his just due for this yeah. for this type of lawsuit coming to us. So it kind of, so we were like some groundbreakers on the fight back tip, you know? So now, so now, so when I look at my Grammy, I say, well, I look at that, that diamond plaque on the wall I look at it and I say, that ain't just music. That's music. That's a fight. That's standing up for what's right. That's three years of a lawsuit. That's proving ourselves to an industry and building up your, your name and being a good person to where your respect is a solid respect. It's like right. when you shake that person's hand, when people, if you are, if you a person that jerk people, you don't talk to me. You don't try yeah. to do business with me. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because you yeah. you going you going for the prey, 
You know what I mean? Those type of people, they look for the prey. So when they meet a person like me, they say, oh, this is Kilo who did X, Y, and Z, blah, blah. He's not prey. That's <laughs> a lion. Don't play with that lion. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're going to come, come with respect for the pride. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Facts. You get what I'm saying? Got you. No doubt. Anybody else? Because I'll go on all and night. And I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna tell you why I was kind of lost with the uh, sports scenario. I don't even watch sports, bro. Never have. Are you serious? <laughs> I never watch any sports. Anybody? No, it's, it's the craziest thing in the world. I feel weird today because when I'm in, when I'm here in North Carolina, and everybody like, oh, I'm going to the game. I'm going to the. Oh, it's a homecoming game. I feel crazy. I don't even. I don't even know it. I don't know the sport. How is that even possible? Too much studio. <laughs> okay. Now that makes sense. Makes all the sense. It in the was world. from it was from the streets to the studio and staying in the studio just all the time, man. Right. I, was, I never, I never, yo. We when we stopped, we went from we went from you figure hood, hood, hood studio trying to get a record deal, years, 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 get a record deal, years, 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 up do Lauren, up lawsuit. Now we gotta prove ourselves. Years, 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 years. Then, wow. uh, then my partner said, my partner said, yo, my son 10 years old and I don't even know him. Like, he said, yo, I gotta, I gotta leave here, man. I gotta go, I gotta go with my family. I got five kids. I gotta get to know my kids. And he moved to Florida. And that's how much time we were in the studio at the parties, at the labels, with the lawyer, with this. It was crazy. I've met almost every celebrity that's a celebrity today. Most of them, I sat across the table with and broke bread. Because the one thing, one thing about our career, which was so dope, and I, I thank God for this. We were on both sides of the table. We mm. were artists in 93 signed to Quest Warner Brothers. Then when that folded, then we became after Lauren Project, we became writers and producers. Mm. So now we're in there with the managers, with the label. We see them what the budget is. We knowing if they're gonna promote and market this artist or that artist about to get dropped. We learning all the secrets to the trade. I did two publishing deals, not one, two. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like, so just seeing, seeing all this stuff. Even today, I'm signed to Sony as a writer. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I got a crew. I got a Facebook group that is writers and producers in there. And we be pitching songs, and I, I, I get my own little fifteen percent, and I let them get the rest. And we placed uh, one of the songs I sent you is one of the songs that's on BMF. Not, it was on a BMF TV show. Oh and, yeah, you uh, got, got to run that trailer. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and run the uh, BMF trailer and then we'll talk some more. Let's check it out. Right. Let's go. Stepped outside like I gotta go get it. get it Put a team together, now my whole team with it, with it. Raised in the hood, yeah, we deal with the stars It's time to get it locked, gotta hit the block hard Who getting paper? Yeah, that's the first victim He can't get paper if I can't get it with him I'm first to admit it, if I said it, we do it It's time to make a name and the whole world knew it go. I see him getting money, now I need to get mine see I see him getting money, now I need to get mine see I got a whole plan and I think it's about time I see him getting money now. I need to get mine. Nobody mess with us, man. That boom bap. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> have that boom bap. Yo, that. that's it. I told the producer exactly what I wanted. I said, I need this joint to sound like LL Cool J or Run DMC old school joint. I need that yeah. old school pop. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have it. I, it's it's money. I need to 
that's a hook. <laughs> and it's so funny. We sent probably like 30 records to Sony. And they called me back and said, we want this record. Who is this? I said, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, Kilo, that's you? I said, that's me rapping. It was like, well, yo, they want it. 50 Cent want it. They want it. I said, I said well, let's get it then. That made me feel good. That made me feel good because I, man, being 50 years old and play something on a TV show with your own voice. And I got two sons that rap, and you know, they try to challenge my skills. <laughs> yeah, let them know you the OG, right? Exactly, exactly, you know? So, so exactly. Kilo. They didn't go down. They didn't get the team, bro. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. My, my boys didn't get the team, and I don't know what happened. They get it. <laughs> you got to play more hip hop in the house. <laughs> Sit around watching more videos. <laughs> Yo, I be so, watching more. I be watching more videos than they do. I told them. I I have them. I wanted to bring up later about the you know working with the kids because I've done that too. But uh 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 you know I taught them how they right. just didn't stay good. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So Kilo, you. you had given me a whole bunch of songs and we're kind of tight on time. Right. Give me one of the songs you would like to play, and we'll play another one too. So t- tell me which one of the songs you gave me that you would like us uh, to hear. Um, uh, it's called. Wait, what is it called? I can't even think of this. So nice to have choices. It's the wow. one. All right, what's the what's the titles again? We got. Uh, we already heard the need to get mine. We got Project Power Up, Kilo Jump F. Uh, Ryder Kilo and Madame and Freedom. I'm assuming it's free to free to be me. That's you. Let's go with Freedom. That's me and John Black. Me and my homie right. right here from Winston Salem. Let's All do right. it. Let's check it out. You ready? It's it's a song. You ready? Oh. Want a little bit of Freedom? Everybody want. And drink away regrets We climbed the 8th floor with no stairway to heaven The elevator was working The day would be better Strong legs you can stand on You gotta learn to build something you can land on And if it's conflict you gotta put your hands on And if the dream work you gotta put your mans on You heard? I learned history kings down to slavery Shared crop mentality, bad cop reality Brain robbery celebrating the poverty Like hood is the best on earth man you lie to me Reparation bring the smile back Gotta gather all the labor from a while back and get a house back See the ants that's a smile through the clouds black We want Everybody want They work for Yeah, waiting for a moment to speak. 
beat We either marching or we dying out here on the street You can watch it all day on the video screen In the end it just depends on the way that you lean Will it motivate change or be something you've seen? Uh. Need to run this until we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel you. We we you know we just try not to lose the audience because attention spans to be like that. Hey, oh, I, 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 and you I know this is the one show I could care less who watching. Right. What you gotta do is you chop this mug up, chop up certain little segments, and drop it out sound bites, man. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yes, sir. So it is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, do you see your music as a way to address societal issues? And if so, how do you approach incorporating these themes into your lyrics? Oh, man. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to tell you what's real crazy. I got songs out there that nobody even knows is my song. Have you ever have have any of y'all heard of a song called Miss California by Dante Thomas? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy part about the crazy part about that is that's a song, it's like a fun song, but that's not that's one of our top grossing songs. More than wow. more than Lauren Money. Wow. Wow. Like that. That's dope. That's like dope. That. <laughs> And, wow. and it's huge overseas, number one in Germany, France. Mm-hmm. I mean, UK. It was a big, big. It's a big, big record, and we got That's... we got several records out there that um, I definitely think, as a writer, you're definitely responsible for your for the things you say, mm-hmm. and you 
And mm. I mean, there's a time for everything. There's a time for ratchet, you know? When you when, <laughs> when you sitting with your people and you take a sip on something, yeah, put the sexy red on. I need to hear that. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, you, you know what I'm saying? But like we need to we need to wild out. But then there's a time where you you need to you need your Marvin Gaye, you know? You need your what's going on. You I mean, because music is like a part of your life. Every day is a different day. So a different yeah. song. If you play the there's a song for every day that you wake up. You probably gotta go 20 years back to get the song, but there is a song. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I, I definitely feel like I definitely gotta say messages. I try to slip Mickey's even in my rhymes and try not to be corny while doing it. You know? Right, right. That's just like that I wanted to let me like I'm gonna show y'all this right here. That's just like for years, I always wanted a hip hop brand clothing line, right? And mm -hmm. this is generation hip hop. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask about the, yeah, so, the video. Yeah, so so this. So that was me saying, I was like, why nobody never used the word hip hop in their clothing brand? And I think, you know, somebody's like, that's kind of corny. It probably looked corny or whatever. I was like, it got to be a fresh way to make it look fresh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like we are, if you were one of those kids where you went to your mama and said, mama, I want some Pumas. You know, I want some Pumas. <laughs> I want some Adidas shell tone. I want a bomber. Could you give me a, with the fur on it? Can I get a Lee suit? Can I get, I mean, if you was, if you were that kid, you created these brands. You made these yeah. brands big. And right. we were the kids, it's from the basement to billions. And we created hip hop as ours. They try right. to push the narrative that, oh, y'all, you getting old, you too old. Go tell Kenny Rogers and them to stop singing country music. Yeah. Tell them they too old. Go tell them they too old. Tell tell Bruce Springsteen they too old to sing their song. Don't hit right. us with this hip hop is ours. So that's right. why I came up with the brand Generation Hip Hop. We are that is ours. That's our baby. It's like that's yeah, tough. all your all the different cultures are now making money off our baby. They pimping her, but she's mm -hmm. still ours. So mm -hmm. like, like you you can't tell nobody to go leave your kid because they being bad. You know what I'm saying? Right, yep. you gotta love it, take care of it, raise it. So right. that's Correct. that's how I feel. So even when dealing with young rappers, new producers, I talk to them. Boom, 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 boom. It's our baby. Be delicate with it. You know, yeah. don't treat it. Don't treat it like this. Don't treat it like that. Yo, you wearing right. you like wearing old school something, baby. This is what we did. It's nostalgic. <laughs> you know, this is us. You know what I mean? No I'm doubt. A of, uh, I'm a part of a crew. I thought I had the hat over here. Uptown Car Club in Atlanta. All cars from the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. All cars from the 80s and 90s. Be out there deep. They be out there deep. And one of the one of the owners of well, one of the leaders of the car Mike. club is Coach K from uh QC. Huh. Yep. So what? it's like you got hip hoppers. Big Daddy Kane was down there at one of the events. I mean, they did. I mean, it looked like when you pull up, man, it looked like back in the day, paid in full, man. Look wow. like it's like a time warp. Somebody, somebody did Dapper Dan to put a rag top on 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 some of them cars, man. Dapper For Dan would do, rag tops, do do custom rag tops on these cars. Remember that? For real. For real. Yep. Take it and back, you went back. To, you went back to school to learn to officially restore cars. Absolutely, man. I went. I went. Did two year degree, man. 
collision repair and finish technology. Wow. Yeah, Painting body work, really? man. Wow. Man, I did a, I did a uh, six four Impala. I did a '69 Chevy. I got a I got a 1996. Oh. I got a 1996 Jaguar upstairs right now. Uh, nice. uh, all black with a red interior. Oh man. <laughs> so yo, uh, you ever think about wrapping a car? I did, but because I'm a painter now, uh -huh. I'd rather paint something funky. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'd rather paint something and show you my paint skills. You know what I mean? Yo, you got any graffiti writers in the camp? Graffiti writers in what camp? What camp are you talking about? And like, okay, so 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 in your design. And your in your designs, the gear, uh, even the car. Dude, remember oh. remember well, let me jacket. show you something. Well, let me show y'all something real quick. This is my basement, right? Uh, this is my basement. Look at the look at the floor. Oh, let me see. Oh. I'm hitting the wrong thing. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> let me see. I'm trying to open this thing up. This this is one of them clips that we need to cut out. We go on there. Look at look at the floor. Ah oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. This you see what I'm saying? Look at look at look at the art on the wall. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing I was gonna ask you about the, your 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 work with art. That's your art. Yeah, this is my art. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my art on the walls, man. You know, just I got a a homeboy of mine that is a I mean official artist. Um, yeah, you know, and um, you know he's had his stuff all up in Harlem for a long time. Um, and you know, I got some other dudes that graffiti writers that's old friends. And okay. dude, it's just to bring to bring that stuff. I was I went to Rock and Bells, I went to one of the Rock and Bells, and the graffiti guys was in there heavy. And I was like, oh, this is just, I just love this, man. You know, graffiti is everywhere. I'm in Orlando, this dude's bombing trains in Orlando. <laughs> let me tell Sometimes you. I wanna, let me tell you. Yo, you right? I want to just pull over and just go take pictures. I mean, that's what we used to do, man. You just, oh, you see a dope looking right. piece. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if it wasn't yours, you 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 go and take pictures. Man, but I co I co owned. I did this painting, and an uncle, my uncle, introduced me to this girl named Monique. She had an art gallery, and mm. I was asking her, "What do I need to do? You know, as a painter." So she said, have you ever been to October Gallery in Philadelphia? I said, no, mm. what's that? And it's, it was a it was an exhibit that they had in Temple University where it was over 3,000 artists, African-American wow. artists from all wow. over. I'm talking about the tippy top best of the best. I'm talking about the best of the best, bro. And I was like, I ain't even want to be a painter no more. I was like, oh, this is crazy. They, these guys are off the chain. So she gave yeah. me an opportunity. She said, you want to partner with this art gallery? So I was like, yeah. So now I became uh, a co-owner of Art Gallery. So now wow. I'm meeting, I'm meeting all these different artists, and I said, you know what? I want a name in the art world, but I don't feel like I'm good enough to be the best artist. But I need to be the best something in the art world. So I created an award, and it was called the Save the Arts Award, and yeah. it's the first award to award painters, sculptors, architects, and photographers. And the yeah. first year I had it was in 2010 in Greensboro. 
And I had some of the top artists in the world come out, man. Larry Poncho Brown, Charles Bibbs, um, Annie Lee, Leo Rucker. I mean, I mean, they came from all over, man. We did it again in 2013, where we had even other artists. We got more diverse. And this award is kind of like the Grammys for visual artists. Okay. So, so right now, when it's going to come back around, I'm, I'm doing some things to build up some more capital because I was doing it under my nonprofit, Save the Arts oh. Foundation. So okay. once I build up some more capital, we're going to go ahead and do that award show again. And it, and I really, I really feel special. I feel special because everything begins with art. Mm. Everything. Before you see a building erected, they had to draw the plans out. And before they open the doors to the public, they put paint on the walls and art on the walls. Yeah, everything is by design. Everything. So it was everything. like, so it was like, wow, being at the forefront of this by being the number one award show, we still to this day are the only award show that hmm. award visual artists. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, so I mean that don't even sound that doesn't even sound right. It's like, well, wait. Isn't there? No, there isn't. There isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it should be, man. That's the, I mean, it's every, you got awards for everything else. Yep. We the, we the ones, man. We the ones. We show the love What's to that? the arts. What's up? Are you still involved with the um the uh, African-American Atelier? The Atelier was ran by Alma Adams, and I think because Alma Adams got more deeper into the, the government stuff, it's still going. It's not really active in terms of bringing new new people in there. I think they have like classes for the youth, but it wasn't what it was. You know what I mean? Okay. And I called her I called her one time and I was like, yo, let me run it. I was like, I know mm. all of these artists. Let me tell y'all about this project that's coming out. It's a project mm. coming out. And you know what? I, I should have dropped the trailer in your thing so you can play that. There's a um it's a documentary called The Golden Age of African American Art. What? And it's, and it's put together by all the legends. These guys that went back in the 90s, these guys were millionaires, man. Because we, because mm. art went through this. Art went through the Renaissance period where they was taking black artist art and they were holding it in galleries. You couldn't afford it. You couldn't buy it. You couldn't get to it. Then there wow. was a period of time where these people said, you know what? We got to do our own thing and somehow do our thing. This lady, Barbara Wesson, used to have a thing in the mall in Beverly Hills with art on it. Back in the day, you know how they sell, they used to sell art in the mall, in the hallway, hmm. on grids. So these producers saw these art and was like, let's talk to her. She represents these artists. And guess what? Next thing you know, the art is on Good Times, Ernie Barnes. The what? artists on the Jeffersons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they was so... Now this whole art world was being birthed. And then this other woman started the first, what is what she call it? A 10 by 10, Joy, named Joy Peters. She she started the 10 by 10 exhibits. So where you start going to exhibits and everybody got their own booth. And 10 by 10. Yeah, so everybody had the booth. So they, the art exhibits start happening. Then you had these black publishing companies. They started turning their art from originals to prints. So now okay. you have people buying stuff, black art, but it was going in the homes. It was going in the homes. That's how they became millionaires. They were selling thousands of prints. 
thousands One. of friends. And um, this story is not told. So this is the golden age of all of those guys who were becoming millionaires. They're telling a the story. They're in the 70s and the 80s. And I mean, man, I, we went and we interviewed 30 people. We went here to California, Atlanta, uh, Philly, PA. We was everywhere. And it was just like, just sitting in front of these artists who are older and they telling their life story. How it's mm -hmm. been, all the money they made. The numbers were crazy. Charles Biz oh. made $83,000 a month. Oh. Oh. A month. You know what I mean? <laughs> of selling prints. Selling oh, prints oh. of his artwork. Oh, I mean, so it was crazy. And I mean, oh, we in small house, we in a house shaped like a circle. Mm -hmm. We in mansions in, in the Beverly Hills. Then we in small houses, we in apartments. So we hearing how some people had a hard fall. You know, some people battling with their health ailments. Then it was just a, it was a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of creativity. And you get to see these people. These are the people who said, I don't care what you think. I'm doing it my way. Okay, so this brings up an interesting question. Because you are, let me turn that down a little bit. You are one of the few creatives that I know that you've had your hands deep in music. You've had your hands deep in visual arts. Artificial intelligence, right? We've wow. seen this now that now it's everywhere. Like in music, you have AI that can master music now. You don't even have to master anymore. You just upload it the computer masters it and sends your master back to you you have <laughs> you have ai art now that you don't have to hire someone to do your cover you go right. to mid journey or you pull an app on your phone as long as you know how to tell it what to do right it spits out something high quality back to you that right. you know for all right. intents and purposes you own what do you right. think about that and and what is that going to do for future creatives and future artists i think um i think it definitely hurt the art world for sure because yeah. some of the graphics uh, artists can't duplicate uh, it's just it's just too it's just too amazing is the colors the the brightness of the colors the way that the image look it's just amazing some of the images that i'm seeing but i think and I said this a couple years ago. It's like the more that they go into a robotic era, the more something else becomes rare. You know what that is? Handmade. Right. So when somebody say the reason why a Rolls Royce or Bentley is still the number one car in the world is because they're still putting it together by hand. Mm. They still they still stitching the leather. They still sitting there shaving the wood. They polishing the wood by hand. Yeah. Wow. When they put that car out, that car is a half a million dollars. And it's been 30 different people putting that car together. The yeah. other cars that's coming off the assembly line, it was a machine. He put every parts on. Put it on there in 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so as soon as you pull off the lot, I think what's I think what's most important is learning how to use everything that they make easier. If they make it easy to do an album cover, do 20 albums. If it make it easier for you to record, do a whole, do a hundred of them. Record all the time. You know, use the tools that they're making easy and benefit off them. 
Because right. at the end of the day, what I what I didn't like doing, I was scrolling. I found myself scrolling, and I'm looking at. I made fifty thousand dollars last month. Ooh, I made a hundred and twenty thousand. I, I, I said, how? How? What, what are they doing? So I said, you know what? I'm tired of seeing everybody talking about how much money they're making using AI, using TikTok, using Instagram, using it, the algorithms. Uh, you got to post this much. I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do exactly what they say do. I'm going to get up every morning, post a video, and I'm going to post three every day, and I'm going to do it for a whole year, and I'm going to see what happens. Oh, and I, oh, if I can record an album in 10 minutes, I'm going to record 20 of them. Oh, oh, we do that too? We're going to do 10 of those. And I'm just, I want to match. I want to see everything that they say we could do and make money. I want to try it. Let's see. I want to try it. It's a girl on YouTube. I forgot what her name is. She's from New Orleans. She's kind of heavy set, And she always come on. She'd be like, salutations. Assalamualaikum. Shalom. Whatever. And then she go, did you know you can make $500 a day doing this? Let's try it. And she literally tries it. Everything that somebody promotes that you can make money, she said, let's try. I said, this girl got to be making buku money. Because she done tried know. some stuff. And she was like, oh my gosh, I actually made it. Look, and she'll show you the proof. So right. I was like, I said, oh, okay. I said, look, some people, we out here working too hard. You know what? What you just said is true because, you know, you I run into a lot of producers that talk about, you know, well, I do it the old-fashioned way. You know, I'm on the NPC. I don't use loops, and I don't use this. And you have DJs it's like, I don't use the cue and all this other stuff. You know, you know how I look at that? I look at that like John Henry versus the steam engine, right? That, that old that that old folk tale that John Henry was up against a steam machine and died trying to beat the thing. Right. As a and, and, you know, now he's he won the race, but he died doing it. And the guy that's on the machine can still do business because he's it's a machine. Absolutely. So instead of trying to kill yourself versus the machine, learn the machine. Right. Well, I had a, it's a it's a DJ that I was friends with years ago. I ain't even gonna say his name because it's probably embarrassing. <laughs> this dude, he had a yo, this dude had a keyboard, right? And I told him, I said, yo, there's a machine coming out called the NPC 60. Mm, I said, they just get MPC 60. And then it and it kept going up. We went from MPC 60 to MPC 90 to the 3000, then the 2000, then it became the 1000, then it was the MPC 100. And I said, bro, you still on that keyboard? He was like, yo, Kilo, I, I'm, I'm about to get a beat machine. I said, come on, man. I don't even want to talk, bro. I, didn't want, <laughs> I, don't, I said, bro, you, you, you back in time, bro. You killing yourself. That keyboard. I used to tell. I used to tell producers. I say, "Yo, you want to know how to make a hot beat?" They say, "How?" I said, "Go sample. Since you're sampling, go sample Dr. Dre's kick and Dr. Facts. Dre's snare. It's Facts. already mixed. It's already mastered. Facts. Sample it and make a beat with it. Take the take Snoop Dogg song. Take his kick and snare. Look, and they man. were just like, that makes sense. But how do you sample it already, bro?" You're doing yeah. it. And guess what? Years later, they start coming out with beat packs. I said, That's awesome sound. I said, there it is. Here go, here goes the beat packs. Somebody done did it. They done went every hit record. They done took the snare, took the kick. They just said, mm -hmm. we're gonna take the we're gonna take every sample from my hit record and put it in a yep. beat pack. Okay, okay. So first of all, 
You're revealing producer secrets that we are sworn to <laughs> never say. Number one. So if anybody comes from me, Kilo did it. It wasn't me. Right? That's number one. Number two, everything that he's saying is absolutely accurate. I got hard drives and hard drives of nothing but kicks from every producer that I have ever said, oh, that producer's hot. From, from RZA to Jazzy Faye to, to Dr. Dre to anybody, I got nothing but kicks, 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 kicks. And you will never know that what kick I'm using I know right. what I'm using. Right, right. Right. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. And and you know, it even goes down to even business. Like when old boy, uh, what's the old boy that shot Megan Stallion in the foot? Um, what's his name? Oh, Trace 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 Songs? Yeah. Yeah, he's not Trace Songs. Yeah, not Trace Songs. Who's those? You notice it was with a shrug. Hey, look, <laughs> the views and opinions of those. <laughs> no, never, never mind, we're gonna do that. But anyway, <laughs> he, the dude came out with the uh, with he was selling the um, selling the digital copies of his record, and uh, I can't think of the actual name of it right now. But somebody was like, "What's going to be the career for the future?" in the next five to 10 years, you know, for kids coming up. And they were like, um, software engineers with legal degrees, because now you have smart contracts that are built into the, into the record. Right. Wow. So it's not paper anymore. It's in the digital field. So you can't, you can't avoid it. You right. know what I mean? It's like every MP3 or everything that gets streamed or sold has a digital contract that's in there. Learn right. to do that. Right. You know, that's so, right. AI, AI is taking over law, taking over law too. Absolutely, and that benefits us because it makes it really, really hard to not pay a creative. Right. If I, if you know what I mean, if I got right. something embedded, you know, we go to court and it's like, no, I didn't steal that from you, and then they run it through and be like, uh, that that was Jazzy Faye's kick. <laughs> How's that NFT game being played? That's what yeah. I was thinking of. NFT. Ooh. That's exactly what that is. And that's a whole nother separate thing that, you know, a whole separate revenue stream that it's just like, wow, um, there really are no excuses these days. Man, you know what I mean? There's really no excuse. It doesn't matter if you don't understand it or if it doesn't make sense to you. You right. better learn. And get you in. better learn. Get in there, yeah, man. I, I'm telling you, when you so, think okay. about, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was saying, when you think about, let's say, man, 40, 50 years ago, yeah. our uncles, you know, fathers, grandfathers, you think about how hard they worked. Yeah. Just to try to buy a house and the house never get paid off. Yeah. They bust their butt. They were so aggravated. The drama mm -hmm. they went through at work, come home and had to drink something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you think about in today's time, we got so many ways to make some money, to take care of our families. We ain't got to be alcoholics today. You know what I'm saying? Unless you just <laughs> you know want to I mean? be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, unless you want to be. And mm -hmm. it's just so many opportunities that you got to choose a few and just do it. 
So that leads me to another question, and I know we're 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 way past time, but <laughs> whether you whether it's a young person that's really just starting off in the business, or whether it's somebody because me and you, Kilo, we're the same age, whether it's somebody that's our age that decided I'm gonna do music now because I always wanted to do it, I'm gonna do music. What would you say would be the key piece of advice getting in this business right now? What would be well, the think, what would be the one thing with with where you came from, with how you came up, what would be the one nugget that you can give them to to determine whether or not they're they are either a hunter or they or they want to just be prey? I think um I think the new person has to look up the definition of artist. And then mm. they have to research real artist legends because they'll find that the legends broke the molds, you know? And one um, <clears throat> friend of mine asked me to say something to his new artist. And I said, don't give a F <laughs> when it came to your creativity. I said, because when you start caring about what people think you are, it's not yours anymore. Mm. You ain't even doing it for yourself. You're doing it for somebody else, mm. you know? You got to dig deep. You got to dig deep and say, you know what? This is what I feel. This is what I'm yeah. doing. I'm going to just do it, whether they like it or not. Somebody will love it. You know how they and say? They, huh? Oh, I was going to say, those, those and them labels, if you, I scare somebody to be independent all day because them labels is going to try to make you. That's why they call it labels. Absolutely. <laughs> labels. <a> label. <laughs> yeah, they want you to be what they, what they think is what's going to make money. Absolutely. Can you get a? Hey, we need a. You know, we we need another Kendrick. Do you have a right. Kendrick? You know, you know what I'm saying. We need a. You know, we, we need another LL Cool J. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I say to a person that's our age, don't be afraid to come out and be your age. Because mm. right. if if you was fresh back then, you still fresh. You just scared now. It oh, wow. made you feel so much fear. It made you feel so much fear by showing you all these young people. It don't matter if you are old head, be the freshest old head out that mug. Cause there's yeah. always a super fresh old head. It's still it's guys that I look at today and I'll be like, yo, that's still the coolest damn person on the damn planet. <laughs> and it's the way they carry themselves, you know? Right. Right. That's right. why if you look today, all of the legend hip hop legends are now on tour again. Imagine yeah. that. All around the world, getting respect, getting love. People like, yo, thank you. Oh, I was here when your record came out. It's a whole nother thing. So now, like, because I had the challenge of when I came out, when I was coming back out as a rapper, I said, I can't rap like I rapped in 20 years old because I ain't I ain't that guy no more. Right. I got children yeah. that's in their 20s. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I still, so I'm like, I got to say something where I'm dad. But I still got to be a cool dad, a dad that you respect, a dad that you don't play with. And that. I'm going to tell you the right thing to do. And I'm going to love your son, your son, your son, and yours too. I'm going to love it all. We all got to get it, you know? And when you yeah. and when you become that, that uncle, that father figure, that leader of the community, you put that in your music, they yeah. can't do nothing. I mean, you always going to have haters regardless. But hip-hop yeah. hip was always that. No matter... Everybody, even in their top 
when LL Cool J was at the top, he had haters. Everybody was battling. Ice T wanted to battle him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. He had to tell people, Mama said, knock you out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's constantly, you're always going to have somebody coming at you. And guess what? That just means they see you. They don't know how to approach you. They don't really know what you're doing. They're afraid of you. So they got to talk against it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're talking to me, brother. You're I talking just say, to me. Really go for it. Because I'm telling you, it's coming back. It's coming I'm back. Because the, the older heads are getting fed up. Yeah. The older heads, we're now seeing. We're now seeing the abuse to our youth. We're seeing they coming out with the wreck. At first, it was like this: they come out, they make more money than us. So now we like, oh, be quiet. They making way more than we did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they doing better than us. But then we see now they getting ripped off. Now they getting jerked. Oh, now the media is killing them. Oh, something happened to them. Damn! Now we seeing the youth being beat down. So now we going, damn, hold up. Y'all just held them up a second ago. Y'all made him rich just to make them look like a fool and slam them on the head? Or you just made him famous just to make him a drug addict? Or you mm-hmm. made this person up there, didn't make her a whore? And make it, you know, it was like you drop him up to, it's almost like that body slam from wrestling. They pick mm-hmm. you up. Yeah, look at who we got here. Boom. Oh. And then, mm-hmm. Now let's bring the next one. Bring me the next one. Bring me the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift him up. Lift him up. How many, mm-hmm. how many millions we made off this one? Oh, we made enough? All right, cool. Boom! Give it up, give it up. And, and it's like, we're sitting there like, yo, you can't be doing that to our people. Right. <laughs> These right. are babies. And, it, and, and it's now being 50, now being 51 years old and having a 26-year-old, 23-year-old, and an 18-year-old, and they bring their friends over, I care about them friends. Yeah. So now, to me, when I see a 20-year-old rapper get signed, that's my son's friend in my head. You right. know what I'm saying? So now when they yeah. start raising them up, I'll tell them, hey, be careful. Be careful up there. You know what I'm saying? Don't let, don't get in trouble the way they slam you on your head. Mm-hmm. Watch be out. careful. Watch, watch the drugs. Watch the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Watch who you yeah. sleep with. Watch who you hang yeah. with. I don't want to see you getting shot, hanging with the wrong one or doing the hey. wrong. You know, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. keep them Pay attention to what's going on around you. Absolutely. And even on the business, even on the business side, you know, like both of you had the back the the story of the record company picking one record and the DJs picking the other. Well, Absolutely. we're in the days now; the public is gonna make the hit. You know, right, what I mean, they're gonna find right. you, right? And and then the record company's not gonna be able to do anything about it. You know, right. so you're in the kind of the perfect position now that if if it's time to get out there, get on out there. I was on Clubhouse one time, right, and it was an executive on there and they was saying, I think it was a Kodak Black song. And it was like, we paid this boy Junebug. Junebug the one to go like this. Y'all all seen him. He'd be like this. You ever <laughs> right. see that dude? Yeah, yeah, He'd yeah. Like, yeah. And they had that song, Ride Around Town. Olin Lena and then Step, Ride Around in Town. They paid that boy $1,500 just to do that over and over again to the same song. He'd be mm-hmm. out the street. He'd be crossing the street. He'd be in the window doing it. He'd be in the car doing it. He kept doing it. And the song sold 3 million copies Oof. from TikTok, bro. And the dude, was in, he was in Clubhouse explaining exactly how they did it. And they were like, TikTok is running the music industry right now. That's the truth. They said, yeah. if you get a hit on TikTok, if you can get somebody to dance on TikTok to your song and it spread, you're going platinum. You're getting it. 
Okay, you know, y'all know Veep is gonna ground me because because we don't went over. So oh. <laughs> we already. It's kind of like the lights are already on in the streets. We were supposed to be home before that. We're gonna earn his ass. Weekend, so it's all- <laughs> Might as well have another drink. Ever you get know? beat the house? Did you ever get beat from the corner to the crib? <laughs> yes. Did you ever get beat from the corner to the crib? <laughs> yes, I did. I had. From the corner to the crib. Bruh. <laughs> oh, man. Bruh. Smack, you get smacked. You know, don't you tell yeah. your mother, hold on, wait, I'm coming. No. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, man. Hey, man, this has been this has been real good. And and I think it's gonna be something that a lot of creatives are gonna go back and watch. You know, and one of the things that I'm proudest of is that I'm able to get to talk to you and not only know about the salacious stuff, but man, your creativity, the hands that you got, and bro, you got a lot of fruit to give. Uh people man and yeah, and the poor in the people and so i'm i'm very proud of the fact that we were able to have this conversation with you bro yes, oh indeed. man we got and we got to do it again man hey you got to promise to come back when the doc when the documentary drops listen yeah. you got to promise listen. to come back after that hey look bro look i'm gonna say this when i'm gonna that, save the art on, project. listen listen i'm gonna hold on to this footage <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hold that's on. Clip. Look, hey, that's the clip right there. Thing, <laughs> Look, because I'm telling you, when this when this thing happens, I don't even have a date. I don't know a time. I just know what I got to do. The work that got to be done. But when this thing comes out, brother, pull the footage back out, bro. It's gonna be worth a lot of money. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, we hey. heard it here first, so that's the center. Work that. Work that. Work that. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I saw when I when Cat Williams just did that thing, I said, "Dang, that Shay Shay smart. show made a lot of money." So smart, bro. made a lot of money, bro. So it was like it, it, I think it was the quickest to a hundred million views in YouTube history. Wow, like wow, yeah. By the time I saw it, it was at thirty. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Is that a hundred mil plus now? Yeah. Like, it's like a day, a day or two later. I'm like, dang, is that what? How much already? That's a lot of money. That's a lot. And you know what's funny is like, cat's gonna be here in Orlando in February. He's gonna, he's hitting the but stage. I mean, but think about that. That was brilliant. You do that, and then you announce a tour right after that. Of course. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yo, I that did a whole, brilliant. I did a whole funny skit about that. I did, yeah, I I did a skit where I said. uh <laughs> Cat, Cat Williams' last two community, his two, his last two co- comedian friends, and it's like yeah. you gotta watch this. Yeah. It's funny, man. It's a funny one. I, I saw it. I you it. saw it. I did see it. That was that was good, man. Go ahead, land the plane, dude. <laughs> a couple more views. That's mine. That's all me. Huh? I said them couple more views. You know, two that, uh, two more of them views is me. <laughs> He's helping up. you out, no doubt. Yeah, so kill thank you, bro. Yo, you, got, you got enough material for a show, man. You definitely got enough material for a show. Oh, he's thank good. You, right up. Hey, hey, Kilo, let the people know where they can find you. Um, even reach out yeah. to you if need be. 
Yo, I'm Rashim Kilo Pew on every platform. R R A S H E E M K I L O P U G H on every platform. Kept it simple. No <laughs> doubt. Oh, oh, on YouTube, on YouTube, it's Save the Arts TV. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, yeah, Save the Arts. Yeah, yeah, we having fun, oh, man. So, Kilo, if you can hold back just for a second when we get done, we'll just wrap some stuff up with you. So don't don't bounce right. on us just yet. <laughs> so, right, Mike, cool, cool. Mike, what you got to say before we head out, bro? I say this. It pays to be creative and smart and have a... Uh, 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 some, what the old people would say, stick to it to be. That's yeah. an old word. <laughs> right. Stick, stick to it. Stick to it. Right. Kilo, I dropped out for a while. I'm coming back in. You were speaking to me. Um, you know, I I got some some things up here and on paper, and and I'm back in the works. And uh, you know, my man, my my man to the oh, right there. You know, he's helping me out. And uh, so, you know, I got my people. And dude, keep doing your thing, brother. You got, you got, you got, you got the, the the talent and the perseverance that go oh, together. Hey. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, come back in the game, bro. Look, you can be down with the Silver Fox crew, man. Burn <laughs> <laughs> up! They kill the you. Silverbacks. I told my Silverbacks. Yo, I told my boys come. Hey, look, when them boys step out, boy, them girls be looking like, what is going on? Them boys be killing it. I said, I said, I said in 52, I'm going silver. I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> I'm no gonna doubt. Stop, look, I'm going to start with the Beijing. <laughs> hey, look, that's why I keep this hat on. Hat <laughs> on, bro. Look, I tell a couple, look, a couple people was like, yo, you going to go all great? I'd be like, nah, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you don't look, oh, we, we don't know how you are, man. We don't look, nobody, we don't look our age, man. Unless you, unless you, you know, unless you succumb to the crack ed- epidemic, you know, you still look all right. That's right. That's right. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. So, right. D Ray, what you got to say before we head out, bro? This has been, this has been educational for me. Um, this has been, I hope it's been entertaining for other people that watch it, but I can care less. Because my man was over here dropping jewels and trust jewels me, I'm taking jewels and gems and I'm sitting here taking mental <laughs> notes. I appreciate your time, Kilo. I appreciate oh, thanks for having me, y'all. I, I, I appreciate the adversity and everything that you went through because without it, you wouldn't have a testimony. So right. thank you for spending time with us. And next time, put the Grammy behind you. Oh, How about that? Look, look, next look, time, look, put the Grammy behind you. I can easily do that. <laughs> Gone yeah, and floss. Like yeah, if you go, if you go, really floss and make me feel some kind of way. The next time, <laughs> the next time had a Grammy behind you. Oh, not, that's easy. Like, I can, I can hey, start some right Chardonnay out the yeah. Grammy and whatnot. You know what I mean? You just go have a look. Hey, you remember that little uh, Native American commercial and the little tear that was going down his face? Just go ahead and have that next time. Oh wait, I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all. Hold up. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The old Indian. (laughs) Oh, I got one of those. That is is a classic. One of those. You know what this is? This is the camera that filmed the making of the miseducation of Lauren Hill. 
Get out of here. <laughs> that belongs in the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> that part. That part. Glass case. Glass case. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, Keela, we appreciate your time once again. Thank you for hanging out with us longer than expected. and But most of all, being transparent because this young generation needs to know the truth. That's a whole nother episode to talk about this young generation, but I appreciate you just kicking it and just telling us the real. So thank you very much, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, y'all. And I'm I'm ready to come back again, man. That's what's up. So you stick around, everyone else. We appreciate you. And just like Rakim says, it ain't where you're from. It's where you at. And I always. Oh, the center. (laughs) Go ahead, Ray. in the center.